Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly brought to you by our wonderful sponsors at Burbank. Burbank Burbank.com.au The property market is tough right now, high prices and homes selling before they've even been advertised. So why buy when you can build? 100% Aussie owned, 100%. Burbank Homes gives you everything you need. Build new and save with affordable quality. Outstanding home and land packages are now available in some of Australia's finest and fastest growing areas. Free transparent estimates. Yeah, free. Fixed price contracts so you know exactly what you're paying for and what you're getting. And if you don't want to change your address, why not knock down and build new? Burbank builds homes for Aussie families. They support communities by employing local tradies and engaging in sustainable practices. Head to their website, burbank.com.au, and tell them we sent you. Burbank.com.au Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series with the King Wally Lewis, the third and final episode. The story continues. Everything's okay, yeah. I said, um, wow. how'd it look out there all right? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay, well, let's, uh, you know, if we can at all, make sure that we, uh, um, you know, we increase the pressure a little bit, put the, the pressure back on him, but don't get sucked in. We've got to do this. We've got to be able to control ourselves from here. Um we knew that uh, that MG was going to fly as soon as he yeah. as, as soon as he came back out. Um, the one thing that I I felt um, enormously sorry for was that how he was going to tr- get treated at the end of it. We knew that, um, and we we did at the end of the game. We we brought his name up again. Yep. Uh, said that uh, you know that can't happen. You can't uh, let that go. This is ridiculous. Um, and he received a, uh, a a pretty bad suspension. Mm. Um, and from there, he he had a difficult period in his life, Mark. Yeah, uh, he, he did, he, and he got let down by the New South Wales Rugby League. Who, yeah, who didn't support him. No, they didn't support him at he all. He said it at the time, and uh, uh, I can remember ringing him up yep. uh, at a later time, and I said uh, I said to him, mate, um, sorry about, uh, you know, how it happened on the field. You know, I was on behalf of my boys, you are on mm. behalf of yours. I said, but, um, mate, if you're a Queenslander, I said, you would have got support. You didn't get any help from yep. any of those. The blokes that told you to go out and do what you did yeah. didn't support you. And I said, and that's the difference between Queensland mm. and New South Wales. You'd gone from being the aggressive kid over a period of time to the more senior player that the next generation wanted a piece of. These young kids, the young bucks, they could make a name for themselves by attacking you and your reputation. There was regularly... A young bloke in the game standing across from you that wanted the king. That's a tough position to be in, mate, because you're the marked man. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it. Yeah, it's something that um, I probably. I, I remember I used to say to people, "That's a compliment." If yeah. you're doing that, that's a compliment. I know that I'm uh, I'm still going out there. I'm still performing. I'm still putting in uh, a, a pretty good show. Mm. If um, if 
they they believe that they're forced to do so. Mm. So that uh, um, that was that was very livable. Um, I could I could get used to that. Um, perhaps if there was uh, you know a, a time where that tended to uh, uh, to, to drift away, um, it was when um, you know the the people that I was up against was for selection in my own side. Yeah, and I probably believe that uh, that that uh, was a, was a, a much tougher task uh, that I was determined um, you know to to make sure that I was on the right side of. That might be the most famous, the most talked about game. But what about for you, though? Is there one favourite Origin game that stands out above the others for whatever uh, reason? Yeah, simple one. Uh, game two, 1989, I, I keep bringing it up. Um, we were doing it tough. Again, we, we were without all of the players. Um, we actually finished that game with 12 mm. men. Uh, as I was saying, the, um, the, the guys that uh, uh, went off with broken bones or cheekbones, um, um, yeah, two broken legs. Too. Two broken legs. Yeah. Um, other guys that uh, you know had done their uh, their fractured their cheekbones. So um, they were they were all uh, uh, serious injuries, and um, uh, we we managed to uh, to to be able to secure success in that game. And and again, I you know I, I do love telling that story about Bobby Linda. Um, everybody else, um, and I know I, I've, I've told it a couple of times, but. Um, his performance was uh, was extraordinary. Uh, I just kept yelling at him, get up, get up. Um, you're not getting off the field. Get back into the line. You've got to make sure you help us out. And he kept falling over and I demanded he get up again and uh, he just continued on and on. And uh, just prior to the end of the game, uh, we only had 12 players and I looked over and I was screaming out, where is he? Where's Bobby? And the trainer said to me, he's got a broken leg, um, which made me feel uh, a little bit guilty as his captain demanding that he get up and produce his best. So uh, that was one of those performances. But, you know, when I, uh, I also go back and, uh, and measure the, uh, the efforts of, of the guys on so many occasions when uh, we did have a full field, uh, a full team on the field, um, but what we had was a group of blokes that were absolutely exhausted um, and were, were doing it pretty tough to produce their best, but so were New South Wales. Mm. And it was, uh, you know, the battle of, uh, of the guys that uh, it was the last man standing who was going to dictate the outcome of the game. Well, the mid to late 80s, things started to get serious in Brisbane about a genuine introduction to the Sydney competition. Exciting? Is it something... You recall and you, you knew you wanted to be a part of? Yeah, well, I, <clears throat> I wanted to go to Sydney at the end of um, uh, the 86 uh, season. Um, yep. The club I was playing for, Winner Manly, they'd gone broke. We hadn't been paid. So there was the natural progression to, to go to Sydney. Um, Corliff didn't let that go through. Mm. Um, the Broncos, uh, it had been spoken about for some time that it was going to go ahead. Um, I thought, well, this is the best of both worlds. I get yeah. to live here in Brisbane and be Absolutely. able to play in the best comp in the world. And uh, it went uh, it went ahead. Um, couldn't have had um, better guidance. The, um, <clears throat> the, the, the four uh, businessmen that were in charge of it um, were, uh, were very supportive. Yeah. Uh, Porky Morgan, of course, yeah. and that was the days when Crocodile Dundee was, was underway. Um, he... Uh, was uh, was very confident that it was going to be successful. Yeah. Barry Miranda was a, an extraordinary um, businessman that um, um, didn't say a lot, but what he did was certainly worth its weight in gold. Yep. Uh, Gary Balkan, uh, a wonderfully support, supportive uh, public, and Steve Williams, who was able to to help uh, being a, a former state of origin player, himself, yep. uh, interstate player himself. Um, so to have them on board uh, gave us um, you know uh, wonderful direction. Um, and to have Bennett as coach. 
uh, was uh, was the perfect wind up to uh, to be prepared for mm. what was no doubt uh, the biggest challenge for each and every player that uh, that wore a Broncos jersey. And that challenge began March 6, 1988. The Broncos played their first ever game against Manly. The lineup: Colin Scott, Joe Kilroy, Chris Johns, Gene Miles, Michael Hancock, Wally Lewis, Alan Langer. The forwards, Terry Madison, Brett LeMann, Keith G, Greg Dowling, Greg Kineski, Brian Niebling, Mark Hone, Billy Noak, Craig Graff on the bench. Wayne Bennett was the coach. What a day that was. Mm. What an amazing, an amazing win. Yep. But that was all your presence coming at once for anyone that supported Queensland Rugby League. Yeah, you got the best of both worlds. <clears throat> I remember walking up to Fatty Vorton to shake hands with him uh, prior to kickoff. And we used to have this ridiculous thing about we'd go to shake hands and you'd go past the hands and you'd end up shaking the foot like Benny Hill style. Yeah. Um, and I went to do it to him and he said, oh, no, I can't do it. Bozo will see me. He'll know I'm not serious. I said, come on, you coward. No, 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 Bozo will see me. So that was the first giggle. Uh, then we got out there in the game. We started on fire. Yeah. Um, we blew them off the park. Um Chalked up a, a massive score against the defending premiers, mm. uh, which was uh, which was unbelievable. Um, at the end of the game, I could see Fatty was you know pretty disappointed. He didn't get a lot of help from his uh, from his players mm. that day, um, and uh, and Bob Fulton was uh, was not impressed. Mm. Um, we were underway. I think we got six in a row. Uh, six wins in a row. The Broncos, our mm. first six games, and uh, and then we came up. Uh, um, to the real Sydney Rugby League competition. We lost a game and uh, thought, well, so this is it. Uh, yeah. Now we've got to learn. And uh, and that was sort of Bennett's uh, advice that, um, you know, you, you're not going to realise how tough a competition this is until a couple of matches prior to the semi-final time. Yep. That's when you've got to be at your best. You've got to have points in the bank and you've got to be uh, um, a likely finals contender despite having three quarters of the side state of origin players and or Australian players uh, we weren't good enough to make the finals Hello legends I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. If you're interested, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Now back to the interview. 46 games for the Broncos over a couple of seasons. Does leaving, because it was so public, outweigh the good times there in terms of memories? Does it still leave a sour taste or, or are you positive about your experience with the Broncos? Oh, yeah, it, it wasn't a good time when I left. Uh, Bennett made, made a, a decision which he was, you know, um, quite uh, quite able to, uh, and that was to shift me, bring Kevy Walters in, mm. um, shift me to lock. It wasn't what I had in mind. Um, took the captaincy off me and gave that to Gene Miles. Mm. Um, so I instantly assessed that as being, well, 
that is a plan to move me on if he's taken that yep. and moving me out of the position. Uh, they had a pretty good year uh, that year um, and certainly um, I moved on uh, after that. It wasn't the way that I had in mind to mm. – I'd pretty much thought, well, if I have a good year this year and wrap it up with a good good season for uh, um, uh, uh, for the Maroons, if I'm able to perform well there, um, at the end of this uh, campaign – um, I might be ready to retire, uh, but certainly yeah. that uh, you know it took a, a long time for me to to make my mind up on on where I was headed. You didn't want to leave on those terms. Not on those terms, no. Um, it uh, it was difficult. Um, I still had a, a lot of good mates in the side. Um, I instantly rang uh, Manly to try and yeah. uh, get on board with them. Uh, that didn't go ahead, um, which uh, which I can understand. I was. I was uh, thirty years of age around yep. around that mark, so it was um, it was uh, something that you know I uh, I probably had uh, other ideas. The Gold Coast for two seasons, captain coach as well. Enjoyable, right decision, wrong decision. As you look back now, yeah, uh, all over again. You know, I had some wonderful times there, some great uh, experiences with the players. Uh, Brent Todd was there, Chris Close, Choppy Close. Mm. I got to play with him and enjoy his determination uh, every game. And I, I don't mean to be dis- disrespectful by not mentioning any other names, uh, but uh, it, it wasn't all that good a year. Um, yeah. Uh, Malcolm Cliff was the coach who was the Canterbury defensive yeah. uh, planner for uh, for a number of years. Um, but, um, yeah, it wasn't a good campaign. Um, I took over as uh, as captain coach the following year and, um, you know, if, when I often say the things that I changed first in my life, it was uh, how I uh, how I reacted, um, how I coached and how I put into play um, what I expected from the players. I should have been prepared to give that same time myself. Um, I, I got okay. a little bit short and wasn't quite prepared to – uh, accept the run that we were having, um, and did some very strange things in uh, in my in my coaching career. Um, so I'd I'd like to you know go back and do that again, but um, it uh, it just opened the door, I guess, for uh, my first season um, away from rugby league. I was certainly going to be covering it and yeah. uh, uh, being involved in in some commentary, um, but I wasn't going to be a player or a coach. Speaking of coaching, you go on to coach Queensland. Was that something you aspired to, something you wanted to do, or did it just sort of happen? Yeah, it just sort of happened. Um, I'd I'd had a look at uh, Queensland, had not enjoyed some of the um, the run, uh, the defeats that we'd uh, been suffering. Um, I probably thought that if I could go in there and uh, get involved at, at an, as an origin level, I knew I didn't have to coach the players. Yeah. That was the reason for the decision. Um, I, I wasn't there to try and make them better players. They were brilliant stars as uh, as they were, so they didn't need any help. Um, and I felt that uh, I had some some good support from uh, from the players. Um, they didn't have a bad coach either. Phil Gould mm-hmm. uh, was yeah. uh, was in charge, and I still remember um, our first. Uh, crossing, I uh, went to shake hands with him um, prior to a game, have a photograph taken with him and uh, Phil dropped a line on me and uh, I had a bit of a giggle. Um, so I knew that the uh, um, the battle had started Yeah. and um, when I asked a couple of the uh, the, the, the guys about um, what was Gus like, they said, mate, 
he won't stop at anything. He'll yeah. uh, he'll work and work and work. He'll he'll give countless hours uh, to working out what's needed, what's necessary. Um, but the thing that's the standout feature more than anything else is who they've got in their side. Mm. Um, if you're volunteering for coaching, you wouldn't have done it uh, at that time. Um, if uh, if you had have given full respect to uh, yeah. to the standard of their players, they had a great team. But I was determined to, to succeed, and we had uh, I think we had two two one losses in both, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I probably learnt a little bit about it. But uh, up against a Gould and a fairly good New South Wales side, uh, I think uh, I had my cards marked. I was told early that coaching is all in the timing, depending on what your roster looks like. It can mm-hmm. make you. Look great, look bad. What's harder, playing or coaching? Uh, coaching, um, mentally, uh, yeah, playing yeah. physically. Um, yeah. But there, uh, you know, it, it can be quite a different one as well because uh, as a, as a coach, you get to be able to sit there and you will watch. You won't have to react to each and every play. Mm. You'll react to what you've seen over the previous set of six, the last ten minutes. Yeah. Are things working? Are we in control? Are we getting good field mm. position? Are we making sure that uh, we keep turning them around? Uh, whereas as a as a player, um, you know, and, and um, you, you, you probably feel that um, you've got to be a, a little bit more patient. Yep. Uh, the coaches react a, a little bit differently, and they have, uh, you know, some annoying probably talk about some of the most patient coaches in the game too, mm. like Bennett and Gould. Um, but uh, to see the, uh, um, you know, the, the standard of, uh, of, of a player's performance at State of Origin uh, probably left me uh, a little bit itchy and a little bit grumpy that, mm. um, that I didn't provide better help for my players. Amongst a host of personal accolades across the journey, achievements, awards and recognitions, that I certainly can't name within the confines of one podcast. Where does being named as the sixth immortal rank? Yeah, uh, that was. Yeah, that was uh, a very moving moment. Um, I remember being in in Sydney, sitting down, and um, it was about to uh, uh, about to be named, um, and. To even put yourself in the same category, yeah, um, as uh, as the guys that were the um, the uh, the immortals, um, <laughs> you know, quite honestly, you think, oh, well, I've I've done quite a few things in the game. Am I going to be regarded as mm. being that that high up? And um, it uh, it was uh, it was hard to swallow that night. I, I do remember it, and you know, when they first had you know advised me of. Uh, um, of the, of the possibility for selection, um, I, I could not get the smile off my face for yeah. for a long, long time, and um, you know there was some confusion as to you know why or you know were they going to name somebody from a from a previous era. Yep. So um, when the information came through, uh, I was I was relieved, but uh, probably more so than anything else, um, just could not believe it. Was I regarded that as the greatest honour that I'd ever had in in rugby league. Burbank.com.au The property market is tough right now, tougher than an Adrian Morley shoulder charge. Prices, they're higher than a Greg Inglis torpedo and homes are selling before they've even been advertised. It's a bit like Tommy Travojevic's next contract. So why buy when you can build 100% Aussie-owned? 100%. Burbank Homes give you 
everything you need. Build new and save with affordable quality. Outstanding home and land packages are now available in some of Australia's finest and fastest growing areas. Free transparent estimates. Yeah, that's right, free. There's also fixed price contracts so you know exactly what you're paying for and what you're getting. No confusion. And if you don't want to change your address, just knock down and build new. Burbank builds homes for Aussie families. They support communities by employing local tradies and engaging in sustainable practices. Head to their website, burbank.com.au, and tell them we sent you. They're legends. Legends of what they do and how they do it. Legends because they're here to help you. That's burbank.com.au. This story is a footy story, but post-career and a health scare, it's a, it's probably a story all unto itself and one I feel has a place for another day, another time. So all I'll ask is, how is the health now? Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, the epilepsy, I'd had that for, for decades uh, before it became public knowledge. Um, I had it in my uh, my early to mid twenty. I must. I was about twenty four um, when I had this thing happen to me, and I didn't know what it was, mm. um, and just total confusion. I had no idea. Um, and after that, I used to sort of put up with it and think this is just strange. I was too embarrassed to tell anybody yep. about what it was. Um, and then uh, I went to the doctor one day, and I said, "Well, you know." I had these uh, these scans when I got knocked out a couple of times and I went to the doc and uh, I said to him, mate, I remember these funny things. I said, people, they'll be talking to me and I kind of get the words all mixed up and when I go to speak, if I'm trying to say something and it might have been as simple as, um, oh, I hope we win the footy game this weekend, uh, I'd come out, I oh, this uh, game, uh, footy uh, weekend, uh, and the words would be backwards, sideways, upside down. Out Could that. not get them out. Um, and so whenever it happened after that time, I can remember I used to look for somewhere to hide, yep. not talk, um, not take part in the conversation. Um, and that had sort of gone on for, for quite a time. Mm. I I trusted very few people who I told about it, um, And but I remember one night um, I was in with a couple of the state origin players and uh, one of the one of the players came up to me, who shall remain names, he said, uh, oh, mate, um, are you going to go on the dance floor tonight? Uh, I said, what? And he said, if you go into the dance floor, he said, you'll be able to dance you know, pretty well. You know how you go... <laughs> Oh, no. And, and I turned around and I'd only told one person, one mate. It was Gene Miles and I saw Gene. I go, oh. <laughs> trying to put his head down and I went, oh, uh, the secret safe with yeah, you, uh, Gino. Gino, is it? And he, oh, and I said, oh. And I was a bit angry and then he said, oh, look, you know, I just wanted to, to tell him in case I didn't see you. Um, yeah. You know, he might be able to help me. And I said, oh, I'll get the shovel out for that. There's yeah. plenty of it. Um, but he said, oh, look, you know, I said, oh, it's look, okay. I said, but don't go passing it on. There were a few blokes that found out, but yep. not too many. Um, and then, of course, that night um, when I went to read the news, mm. um, it came on and I always used to say to the doctor, I said, you know, again, I said, it's like an organ. You, you get that feeling before it starts. Yep. I could feel a tingle starting. I thought, oh, and now I went back and had a look at it and I started off by saying, oh, no. And I sat for a couple of away. seconds, a couple of seconds, and I went, in, 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 the, in, in the 
just went quiet and they went straight to the vision. Mm. And the next thing, Bruce Page uh, read the uh, he took the over from form, you, yeah. Didn't he? yeah. And uh, I came back. Uh, the boss said, "What happened?" I said, "Oh, look, you know, I'm, uh, um, and I'd only told Andrew Slack, and I said, oh, mate, yep. you know, don't please don't tell the boss.' And uh, it happened again uh, when I went back. First time, I thought, "Oh no, here it is again." So I had to went into the office, owned up. I said, uh, "This is what it is." Mm. Um, went to see some family friends. Um, one of those, um, a, a young girl that my daughter went to school with, at all Hallows in Brisbane. Um, she uh, had some. Her dad was a, a, a leading doctor, and he said, "Mate, if you want to go and get this treated, we'll have a look." So I went through the original tests. He said, uh, "If you want to go and get this treated," he said, um, "The best bloke uh, in the country is in Melbourne, Professor Sam Berkovic. Go and see him." Um, so uh, the wait uh, took a little while, but then I uh, managed to uh, um, to get in to see him. Um, had some scans, met a, a doctor down there, another doctor who was a, a surgeon. Um, so had some uh, some decision making to uh, to take to, and I said, "Well, mate, this has been going on for too long now. I've already made my decision yep. up." Um, I was introduced to again to the surgeon, uh, who said, "Okay, well, the only thing is, if uh, if you do want to go ahead with it," I said, "Yeah, for the third time, I do." Mm. He said, "You're going to have to wait a while because this is a." considerable waiting period. It's about seven, eight, maybe nine months. I said, oh, okay, well, I'll put my name down. I thought, oh, that's not going to be much help. What am I going to do at work? Yep. Um, I'm not going to be able to read. I'm going to have to just be, you know, the reporter. That's fine. That's okay. Um, but then I was then told uh, a couple of days later a position has become available. Um, I said, oh, okay, right, right. They said it's in three days' time. I said, I'll take it. They rushed I'll, you straight I'll in. in. I'll get – I'm in. I'll have it. So, I um, uh, had already had um, a meeting with the uh, with the surgeon. Um, he agreed that uh, everything was okay uh, to go ahead. I went in, um, and uh, originally I thought that I was having a piece removed that was the size of my thumbnail. Mm. Um, after the surgery, um, it was uh, revealed that I had a piece which was five and a half centimeters long by three wide by two deep had been removed. Um, and I'd, uh, um, I remember waking up um, with the world's worst headache. It was an absolute bell ringer. Not surprising, um, yeah. I only just uh, sort of remember that, um, and then I used to push the buzzer every time I needed to, uh, um, to have a, another painkiller. Yeah. Um, the recovery uh, period went on for a while. I stayed in Melbourne for, uh, for a little while, for yep. a few, and then uh, went back to Brisbane, and um, I had uh, around about eight and a half months off work. Mm. Channel 9 were fantastic. They gave me wonderful support. Uh, and just said, um, the boss just sort of said to me when I came back to talk to him, he said, get out of here. If I see you on the building again, I'll sack you. Get out. Um, when I came back, it was fantastic. Channel 9 had me working half a day a week. And then um, uh, a, uh, a week or a fortnight later, it was uh, two half days a week. And then a fortnight after that, three half days a week. And yeah, great it stuff. It went back and then one full day and uh, it was it was terrific. I got back there um, and I'd been very nervous throughout the course of my footy career, but I still remember the most nervous I've ever been in my life was the first night I had back reading again. Um, I was petrified. All eyes on Wally. Yep, yep. And uh, um, the only thing that, uh, uh, that Nine insisted was that 
We don't promote this. You don't tell anybody. Uh, so that way, just turn know, up, read the news. You won't feel like you're under pressure. Yep. So I went out and read, and uh, I remember Andrew Slack walked past and said, "Oh, that was easy. Yep. See you tomorrow." And he was terrific, Slack. He was yeah, no pressure. Great fella. I went back and uh, and things uh, carried on from then. Uh, that's been a long, long time uh, since now, and I found myself uh, uh, working with uh, with many. Uh, people are dealing with epilepsy. Mm. Um, I get calls. What should I do? Should I have the surgery? And my reply is: uh, Firstly, I can't tell you what to do. I can speak to you from a patient's perspective, mm. try and help you out with a, a lot of these sorts of things. But um, I can't tell you whether you should or you mm. shouldn't. Um, the doc will make your mind up. Then, is there anything else I can help you with? And that's uh, that's gone on for a, for a number of years now. Um, and it's fantastic. The most recent one, a, a couple of years ago, where uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a young lady was sort of saying the same thing. You know, should I have the surgery? Yeah. And I had the giggle, and I said, um, "You speak to the doctors; they'll tell you whether you should or you shouldn't." I said, "But have full confidence." Um, I said, "I managed to make a, a full recovery." The tag, the king. I know you've been called worse over the years. Has, has that nickname been a positive, a negative, or hasn't it mattered? Oh, it's been very complimentary. Um, really, when my mates used to tease me with it, it, it annoyed the living daylights I out bet. of me. Um, I couldn't cop it, and they, the more I used to object to it, the more they used to deliver it. Um, so that was the case. Um, uh, yeah, from south of the border, I used to get teased about it a little bit. Who yeah. do you think you are? Why do you think you are? Um, and uh, and we let it all go. Um, the way I probably look up, uh, look at it... Um, you know, most of all, is if it if it provides any um, you know boost for for rugby league yep. or uh, um, you know attention to rugby league, we'll let the show go on. Um, but it's uh, uh, I just find myself as being a very very lucky man. Um, but again, I go back to how it was delivered to me to, <laughs> to basically put me down, uh, and, uh, and 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 I think that was great. It inspired me. Yeah, it, uh, it made me work. 61 years young, you fit so much in on and off the field. You've risen to the top of life, but you've also seen the bottom at times as well. Collectively, we've marvelled at you on the field, individually and off the field. I've been lucky enough to call you a mate for decades and seen an even better version of the King. Wally Lewis, you, sir, are a legend. We hope you're enjoying this special anniversary edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legend Series with the King, Wally Lewis. The cool part of this podcast, all of our interviews are timeless. So if you missed an episode or interview when it was first released, no problems. It won't date, it won't go anywhere, and it will make sense and be ready to go for when you're ready to listen. We boast the biggest interview library in the game. The biggest names, they're right here. And they're unfiltered. Next week, an amazing Legend Series interview with another one of the game's finest, certainly a guy that created plenty of headlines. And returning after a week's suspension, the Weekly Wodge, where on any one episode you can hear up to a dozen of the game's current and former superstars all in the one podcast. It's the best short-form potty on the market. Before you head back into the real world, we'd love a five-star rating and review on whatever app you're listening on. It's good for business as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon, legends.